friends, welcome to episode 29 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty and I am joined by Casey. Hey! How's it going, Casey? Shite! <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to say that and it's still funny. Yeah. Why is it shite? What's going on? Gestures vaguely at world. <laughs> That's fair enough. There's really no redeeming features, is there? There's, there's not. There's none. There's no redeeming features. Well, I mean, we had Biden inaugurated last week. I mean, that yeah. was that was a thing. That's that's yeah. That's like that's. Do you know what's really weird is that like in any other situation, that happening would be like worldwide celebration. Yeah. And now it's just like nah. <laughs> it's like great, cool. Great. What's just, next? That was averaged out. Yeah. A hundred thousand people have died in the UK from COVID. Fantastic. <laughs> I went to sleep because I'm not well. I fell asleep on my parents' couch. Um. <laughs> And I woke up, that was in the news, and I was like, nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Put me back under. It's just shite. It's it shite and re- relentless and never-ending. And I bet you've really m- missed listening to us. Fucking about complaining about everything. shite everything is. Oh, I'm trying to think of any positive. Uh... That gaping silence <laughs> was not promising. <laughs> no. I like honestly, I can't think of any positives. No. I like see. Let's let's be brutally honest for a minute. Like because no, because we're never brutally honest on yeah. this podcast. My fucking mental health has been in the toilet for oh. months. That's oh, why I've no. not been streaming. That's why we've both been so few and far between with the podcast. Yeah, like the world is just awful, and there's only so medicated you can be. <laughs> It's true. Like, I got diagnosed with postnatal depression. Uh, I don't even remember when that was, because I think it was, like, after Christmas sometime. Every th- the days are all just the same. I have no idea when it is, what day or month or week it is. Um, but I think it was, like, some point after Christmas, and they've put me up to, like, the highest dose of my anti-anxiety medication that I'm allowed to be on. Yeah. So I'm like, please don't get worse. <laughs> Because I don't know what happens after that. It's like, am I just like, it's like max level. Do I have to reset, go back to the start? I don't know. I'm currently in the process of coming off my um, antidepressants because they ramped my Prozac up so high that I started basically getting seizures and couldn't sleep as a result of it. Oh, nice. Um, I was was like, had myoclonic twitches so badly they were effectively seizures. Wow. so I'm um, I'm currently on the the lowest dosage of that, uh, nice. and about to be on nothing for a few weeks. So that's going to be wonderful. So you're basically doing it on hard mode. Yeah, yeah, hard mode. <laughs> nice. That is grim. It's just shit. Like yeah, like you said, like my my mental health, like my mental health sucks. My physical health sucks because I'm I'm like super unwell at the moment, and I can hardly get up my stairs. Do you know what I mm-hmm. what did I I put a washing on today just like about half an hour ago put a washing in the washing machine and i you know put the clothes in the machine and then i got the box of powder and i put the powder in and then i shut the drawer and i pressed the button and put it on and i was so my legs were so knackered after that that they were shaking yeah as i'm like staggering back to the couch that's how it's going (laughs) it's awful so yeah that's why we've been a little bit absent that and i have a crotch goblin to try and wrangle you do she's an adorable crotch goblin she is adorable she just wants to walk and she can't because she's too small so then she gets really angry because she can't walk (laughs) and shouts and i don't have the energy to like hold her up and let her like 
run around the living room while I'm holding on to her. So she's just she's just grumpy, and I feel really bad. But what can you do? I'm like this is like this is like this is life. Just get used to it, child. This is just we'll just start you early. Anyway, I've thought of a positive. What's the positive? There's a new magic set coming out. There is a new magic set coming out. I have no out. idea when it's coming out because time has lost all meaning and honestly, it might. I don't even know. It could be next 19, week. It could be 1921 for all. In fact, I say next week. I believe it's actually this Friday. What day is it today? It's Tuesday. Good. Okay. Well, that's fun. Is that. I was going to say, is that just on Arena or is it releasing paper as well? Lol. As if it matters if it's been released in paper. <laughs> I think I think officially this weekend is the is the pre-release weekend, so you sure. can if, if your local stores are open, you can get a go. pre-release kit delivered from them don't and do your pre-release your, at home. Yeah, don't go to your local store. Yeah. Don't go play F and M. Don't go play pre-release. Just order one and stay at home and play online with your friends. I don't know. Unless you're in a sensible country like New Zealand, where you can actually see each other. Yeah, a, a sensible country like with sensible people in charge. Yeah, wonder what that's like. But yeah, there's the, the Cal Time releases very very soon. Mm-hmm. This week or next week. So Casey, let's let's because I've like I said, aforementioned crotch goblin and illness and stuff. I've I've kind of I've had a, some some awareness of of um, Cal Time. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just scroll through the list here. What are you excited about? Well, time. there's there's a lot to be excited about, to be honest. So, just first of all, like what what in terms of in terms of like first impressions? Obviously, nobody's played with it yet. But mm-hmm. in terms of like first impressions from looking at it, are you are you excited or or do you think it's just going to be a kind of meh? Depends whether we're talking about limited or constructed. Right. Like, uh, let's do, let's let's see let's see. I am. Let's say you are. Yeah. You're talking about limited or constructed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so limited? Yeah. Right. If the last couple of years worth of sets have been anything to go by, the limited should be fantastic. Sure. The focus seems to have shifted a bit in the last year or so to um, limited being about the uncommons that you can build around rather than the commons. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's a good thing because yeah, it gives the, you I mean it it, it it gives you something more to sort of like gives your decks more cohesion if you're building around un uncommons. And I guess it kind of negates the environment of, you know, you open a massive bomb and that's you you might as well just like pick up your prizes yeah. before you've even started building your deck really. I mean that's that's not to say there's not going to be massive bombs in the set. But... Oh yeah, yeah. It makes them it makes them less less sort of. It hinge it, it hinges. It yeah, hinges things hinge on them, them less. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how Fortel plays. Yeah. It's it's an interesting mechanic, and really the only thing that it's sort of like is people are saying it's like morph. It's not like morph. Sounds more like. It's more like suspend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so can you play? Because... I was just looking at Fortel, just like in case anybody's like me and hasn't really been sort of keeping up. It it says you, during your turn you can pay 
two, uh, and exile this card from your hand face down, cast on a later turn for its foretell cost. I can see yeah. why people are saying it's like moth. Yeah. Um, but I think it, that's, is that any any turn? It's not like it's not like suspend where you you do it and you have like a countdown. It's you do it and you can play it on on any turn. On basically. any later turn. Yeah. You can't cast it for its foretell cost the same turn you foretell it. That's a good point. Because otherwise you're not you're not really prophesying the future, are you? You're just sort of saying, This is gonna happen now. Yeah. You're like um, um, Karen and Mean Girls who whose uh, breasts can tell you when it's raining outside. Yeah. That is interesting. So yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting and I think a lot of the Fertel cards look like they're playable. Yeah. As Which in, is like, good because like, you don't want only a couple of them being playable because then your opponent's going to be able to suss out that they are. Yeah. There's a snow theme. It's not too heavy. I don't think it's going to be particularly prevalent in limited, really. Mm-hmm. Not like a not like a you have to draft all the snowlands basically. I mean, you're probably going to have. One person in the pod drafting all the snowlands. And everybody knows who out of your local player base that will be. <laughs> well, yeah. But I think, yeah, like, there's, there's enough snow things that someone's going to have a snow deck, but you, I don't th- see you having, like, three or four snow decks in the one pod. Yeah. I don't think there's uh, enough depth of the, the snow cards to sort of warrant that. No. But there's enough... Enough cards that are, like, playable enough on their own, but do an extra little thing if you've got Snowlands. So I think that's fine. Yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm scrolling cool. past... I'm I'm scrolling past Bergstrider just now, which is a 4-4 four, four for 5 in blue. When it enters the battlefield, you tap an artifact or creature an opponent controls. That's That's playable enough and limited as it is. Um, but if you spent any snow mana to cast the spell, the permanent that you tap doesn't untap on the controller's next turn. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to have snowlands to play that card. It's perfectly playable without them. It's just better with them. Why is Yorn, God of Winter, the dude from The Witcher? Well, here's the secret. Here's the secret about that card. Is okay. you're, you're assuming that Yorn, God of Winter... Is is the dude that is the focal point of the art? Oh, look! I, I just noticed. I choose to believe that Yorn, God of Winter, is the little weasel off on the right hand oh, side. Is it a weasel? I thought it was like a little dog. No, it's a little weasel. No, sorry, that's that's correct. You are correct. That is a hundred percent. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I really want one now just because of that little little weasel. Yeah, there's yeah, another that's... one. There's another one over the dude's shoulder. And there's another one in front of his leg as well, but it's it's a little curious one on the right, the far right. That's actually Yorn. See, I can see now that it's a weasel looking at the one over his shoulder. The one, the little one popping up in the background looks like it does look like a little a little dog or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. That's correct. Okay, that's Yorn, God of Winter. Yeah. What about um, boast? I'm just looking for the new mechanics. I can see um, foretell and boast. Yeah, boast's interesting. It's a bit like Raid, uh-huh. but it looks like a lot of the abilities are going to be activated during combat, yeah, rather than like after you've had your combat phase. Yeah, because so... Raid wasn't activated, was it? Raid was 
uh, it was in your second main phase. Raid, raid was just like, if you have attacked this turn, then yeah. this card does this thing. Yeah. Whereas Boast, they're all activated abilities. And I think, looking at the majority of them, you're probably going to activate a lot of them during the combat. Yeah. Which is interesting. Honestly, it's not that different from Raid. No, although both does say if this creature attacked, whereas I think Raid was just if a creature Raid attacked. was any creature, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's like most, it's it's hard to say as a mechanic, this is good because all the creatures do different things. So like there'll be individual cards with boast that are good. Like there's one that's basically got Vampiric Tutor on its, on its boast. Yeah. Except it's one in a black instead of a black in two life, so you know that's that's fine. So, what other mechanics are there other than boast and foretell? Changeling. Oh yeah, changeling. Love so changeling. yeah, Ch- changeling's back. Uh, Snow is back. Double faced cards are back. That's no, that's what I was missing. I completely forgot. That's that the that mechanics. Was sure. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Um. Changelings are fun. Yeah, ch- changelings. Um, there's there's a lot of sort of tribal themes in the in the set. Just going from the fact that the way the plane of Kaldheim is set up, it's kind of like a Lara was a bit, and there's there's ten realms within it that are sort of like many planes. Yeah. And the set is the story of the conflict between these planes because someone has caused them to come crashing together. Probably Tybalt, but we don't actually know. So each of the each of the different ten realms has a different creature type associated with it. So there's a an elf realm, a troll realm, a dwarf realm, a Valkyrie realm, a zombie realm. So there's a lot of tribal themes, and Changeling just helps tie that all together. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've just I've just realised that we have to play the uh, the euphemism game because oh, I've just do. I've just seen colossal plow. <laughs> Everyone loves a colossal plow. <laughs> but they're making it too easy now. They're making it far too easy. Listen, given given this lockdown, it's not as easy as many people would like to get a colossal plow. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Battle mammoth. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Goldspan Dragon? Yes, I just because that, that that is one chonker of a dragon. I love it. It's a fat dragon. It's so good. I love that um, when you go on my mythic spoiler and it's got like the thesaurus, which I guess is just like kind of related-ish cards. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Stormbreath Dragon. So obviously this is now my my uh, my favorite card from the set, which yes. it was anyway to be fair because it's a dragon. But yeah, it's just so good. Uh, what else have we got in, in for the euphemism game? Blood of the Snow. Oh no! <laughs> in search of greatness. Old growth troll. <laughs> Crippling fear. Oh no! Oh no! Rune of speed. We should really be looking at the lands. That's where the best. The lands. Ones no, are I, I did see a really game. good one, and now I can't find it. I did see when I was when I was scrolling down. Saw it coming. Ice tunnel, <laughs> woodland chasm. Oh god! Snowfield sinkhole. Invoke, <laughs> invoke the divine. Mhm. Vault robber. 
Vault robber. Nice. That's disdainful stroke. That's always that's a classic. Yeah, yeah. That's a classic. Um, strategic planning. Dark boar pathway. <laughs> Squash. Oh. <laughs> Red rider. Run amok. Mhm. Oh god! Feed the serpent. <laughs> Smashing success. Binding the old gods. <laughs> what did you get up to the, at the weekend? Oh, you know, just bound the old gods. Oh, look, I found one for Twitter DMs. Dogged pursuit. <laughs> it's the reply guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the, the Blood Sky Massacre. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Harold unites the elves. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. Invasion of the Giants. Bound in gold when daddy's really rich. <laughs> if you can relate to that card, you're probably better having a better lockdown than we are. Yeah. Funeral longboat. It's definitely a euphemism. Not sure yeah. what for. Not sure what for, yeah. Faceless Haven. Sounds like a one night stand. Yeah, it kind of does. Ravenous Lindworm. <laughs> Not Vault Slumbermound, which also sounds like the uh, guy that plays Sherlock in the popular BBC television series. Can we just talk for a minute as well about the showcase arts? Oh my god. Because how nice are the showcase They're arts? They're so good. I know we talked about them on the last episode, but like yeah. the full lot have been revealed. They're incredible. They're so good. I kind of want one of each. I've never ever looked at like a showcase art and been like, I need to own these. But looking at these ones, I kind of yeah. just want one of each just to have because they're cool. They're, they are. They're cool as fuck. Theria, Judge of Valor, looks incredible. It's all pink. Mm-hmm. They're just great. I love yeah. the border. I love the art style. Even the, the owl, Vega the Watcher, looks fucking metal as fuck. Yeah, they oh that's the thing they do all they all look like fucking metal albums. They're cool. Yeah. They are incredible. While we're talking about art, can we talk about the sagas? Because yes. once again, the artists on the sagas in this set have knocked it out the park. Sagas always have incredible artwork. I love it. Yeah, some of the wood carvings. I was literally just are about to actually say, wood carvings. Yeah, it was. Which one was it that they, cause binding the, the old gods is actually a wood carving? There it is. Yeah, I knew there was one. I've seen the artist like holding up this enormous wood carving. That's just cool. Yeah. With the whole Norse Viking theme, like some of the, some of what's depicted on the sagas is like armor and stuff. Blood Sky Massacre is a tattoo. Is it? Oh, no, I see it. That is so cool. I it's it's not that. that someone got tattooed and they're using a photograph of it or anything, but the the, the art is of someone's, someone's tattoo. Yeah. I didn't even notice it's that. It's cool as fuck. That's incredible. That's awesome. That is incredible. Like, I look, I've, I've seen most of these. Now that I'm actually looking at them, I see, like, I see what you mean. Like, there's all mm-hmm. these little hidden things. They are just amazing. King Narfi's betrayal is, that's someone's breastplate. Oh, I see it, yeah. That's incredible. That's amazing. But yeah, because like, um, Invasion of the Giants looks like a piece of armour. Mm-hmm. Um, they just look at, they're just, they're just, I love sagas. Yeah. 
as a, as a, as a, as a concept and a judge, not so much, but as like things to look at, very much. I th- I think they're they're probably the the most interesting new mechanic they've done in the last five years. Yeah. And the the fact that they keep coming back to them bears that out. Yeah. No, they're definitely in terms of like in terms of like gameplay, they're really cool. Yeah. I just um <laughs> I just hate back in the day when we used to actually go to events with people and I would always have to go and somebody be like, Oh, I've missed my saga and it was just it was just like as someone that was like kind of new to judging actual events at the time, it just makes me shiver a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the art is just Normally I like I like the sagas because they have uh, what's it was it Dominaria the sagas first came out in? Yeah. And they had the kind of tapestry looking ones. Mm-hmm. They were like tapestries, but now these are like next level. I can't stop looking at Blood Sky Massacre now that you've pointed it out. It's so good. That's amazing. It's so good. I genuinely I'm just sitting staring at it. That's incredible. I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out to me. Wow. Well, that's my mind blown. <laughs> So in terms of constructed, we've talked about limited and then got constructed. Yeah. Um, how, how, how much how much magic have you played um, recently in the, the fog of <laughs> the fog of mental illness? I've played a bit of commander, and okay. that's honestly about it. Sure. So in terms of in terms of constructed, what's 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 good in constructed just now? In sta- let's say standard constructed. Cause, standard. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know. There was a um an MPL and Rivals League weekend recently, so I should know, but I don't. I just honestly don't. Let's look at the current meta game on standard, according to MTG Goldfish. Well, it looks like our old friends Gruel Adventures, Demure Rogues, and Mono Green Food are still at the top of standard. So what year is it? How long exactly? Is food still in standard? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so confused. Food, food's in standard till like November. Shut up. Is it? Yeah. Oh God. It was. It was thrown of Eldraine. That was only like November 2019. But that was like five years ago. I know. <laughs> okay. I don't like any of those decks, to be honest. So that I'm not don't feel like I'm missing anything. I liked Gruel, just Gruel Agro, but Gruel Adventures, no. I don't like food, no, no, just no. So, um, will will Cal Time give me something else nice to play with? It's a good question. I honestly I don't know. There's there's a couple of like potential meme decks. Okay, that's the start. But they are in modern rather than standard. Oh, okay. What are the meme decks? Not that I have any desire to play modern, but... The first meme deck I've seen is taking advantage of the, the fact that uh, the modal double-faced cards in this set... Mm-hmm. When you're considering the card in the library, you only look at the front half. But if something gives you permission to cast the card, you can cast either half. So if, for example, you were to cascade into Valky, God of Lies, who's a, a two-mana creature on the front. The backside of that is a seven-mana Tybalt Planeswalker, but if you cascade into Valky, you can cast Tybalt. Nice. 
surprise reply guy. Yeah, there's there's the potential for your your turn two or three tibbles in modern there, which could just get wild. Because yeah. how does how does your opponent deal with a planeswalker that is going to come in and probably put himself to seven loyalty on turn two? I mean, we struggled with Oko. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's 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 interesting. Mm-hmm. Not enough to make me want to play modern, but it's interesting. Yeah. So the the other meme deck, because I mentioned there was two, uh-huh. is is the Tibbalt's Trickery deck. Right. So have you seen Tibbalt's Trickery? It's the red counter spell from Kaltheim. Yes. Because 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 Tibbalt. Because sure. Yeah. So what it does is it says it's one in a red for an instant. Counter target spell, choose one, two, or three at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non land card with a different name than that spell. They may then cast that card without paying its mana cost, then put the exiled cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. Sure, that's got a lot of text. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that that's a meme deck because. Uh... So your, your deck is this. Four Tibbalt's Trickery. Uh-huh. Four Ornithopter. Uh-huh. Four Emrakul the Eon's Torn. Okay. <laughs> and a bunch of mountains. <laughs> right. Okay. And you mulligan till you've got a hand that's got Tibbalt's Trickery and an Ornithopter. <laughs> right. Okay. That's sure. That's and then annoying. you get a turn two Emrakul the Eon's Torn. That's annoying. <laughs> That's incredibly annoying. I mean, it's fun, but it's incredibly annoying. Yeah. <laughs> That's um. That's you know what that is. That's the kind of deck that I would I would agree to go to like um a, a modern PP to cure something, and I'd be like, fine, I'll play modern. I'll take this deck that somebody's lent me because people have been badgering me to go so that we can all go to this event. Fine, whatever. I'll take it. I'll take whatever <laughs> deck this is. I'm trying to think, I'd be like fucking boggles or something. And then I would I would go and I would sit down against my round one opponent and they would fucking do that. Yeah. And I would hate myself for the rest of the day. <laughs> and I would just I would just have a I would just be like, what is the point? That's exactly the kind of deck I, I think that people think of when they think of modern. Mm-hmm. It's just stupid. So anyway, thanks for bringing that into my life. I hate it. You're welcome. The the alternative to it is you play green red instead of mono red. Oh god. And and the deck is four violent outburst, one Tibbalt's trickery, some Emrakuls, and a bunch of red green lands. And then then you only need to mulligan till you find violent outburst. Violent outburst. It's one a red and a green creatures you control get plus one plus oh until end of turn. Cascade. So you're gonna cascade into the Tibbalt's trickery. Because it's the only card in the deck that costs less than three. If somebody does that against me at an event ever, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I just, I really, I, I, the issue that I have is that A, I don't have time to play Magic. And B, I just, I, I, Arena's fine, but I don't, I, my enjoyment of Magic doesn't come out of sitting, grinding against an opponent who's just like a name on a screen 
Mm-hmm. Like it's it's fun to play, but I I'd like to play against other people. I don't I don't just it's like it's why I never got into Hearthstone. I just don't want to sit and do that. Yeah. Like it just doesn't grab me. So I I've kind of I should probably start playing just to kind of keep keeping the keeping the no but in I the just, loop. Yeah, I just don't. I just that's not. I don't get the same experience from Arena or anywhere near the same experience that I do from playing paper magic mm-hmm. but i do have um i do have t- a jump start to a little jump start deck somewhere holy shit because... you managed to find jump start somewhere yeah i mean i think i think uh we bought it from amazon i'll say that i'll say that very quietly because uh, okay my husband got we got like a 180 pound gift card from our home insurance provider okay changed, it was our home insurance or our car insurance or something and we changed and uh and they gave us a hundred eighty pound gift card for Amazon for signing up. So my husband bought like two jump start packs each. And that so cost that you your hundred and eighty quid? Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, I don't know how much it cost him, but he was he was he was like, Well we'll just buy this and we'll just have one each and we'll play. So I have I have like a little it's gonna be weird to touch actual cards again. Yeah. But I have a ju- I think I can't remember what I got when I opened it. I was like I picked the two packs and it was like it was basically mono blue. And I can't remember what it was, but it was it was mono blue. So of course I was like, oh god, this is like my worst nightmare. <laughs> mono blue. Um, it's not quite as bad as blue white. But yeah, I have I have I have little jump start packs to play, so I can play with them. And I should probably start playing, you know, arena just to kind of get keep up to date. I don't have any desire to watch arena generally either. Like I don't mm-hmm. mind watching Paper Magic, but I just I don't like watching arena for some reason. It just doesn't do anything for me. Um, which is why I haven't really been keeping up with events and stuff recently as well because yeah. I just don't enjoy it Like I, I, watching papers fine I guess but I just don't like I don't like watching Arena but that's fair enough there's probably people that, that find Arena easier to follow than paper I'm just the opposite yeah no that's fair. that's fair the most magic I've been watching recently has been magic online rather than Arena because Vintage Cube's been up, and after that, Vintage Masters Draft's been up. Yeah, so um, I've seen a lot of people talking about sweet. it. And they're Yeah, I've seen, uh, I've seen, I've seen people talking about vintage stuff a, a lot. I yeah. didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that um, Vintage Cube and Vintage Masters were different things. I just saw people talking about um, vintage, and I was like, okay. I mean, vintage is sweet as well. Yeah. But again. It's magic online, isn't it? It's, it's it's not the greatest program in the world. No, it's not something that I really enjoy watching either, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, that is fair. Uh, then that's my goal. That's my that's my goal for the next sort of few days slash weeks is to just play a little bit of magic, a couple of games a night. Get a commander just... deck on the go, and we'll we'll play on spell yeah. table. Well, I do have a commander deck, but it's kind of. It's like a work in progress, so I have a lot of the cards proxied. Sure. And I have like dual lands. I've got some dual lands and I've got some dual lands proxied, and I think the goal, I guess, um, is to eventually get the whole lot. And I have a lot of them things proxied in it that are... See, a lot of people don't like playing against people with proxies. But... I don't a give a of... shit. <laughs> a lot of the things that I have proxied, I probably own. But yeah. because it's like, it's my one commander deck. Mm-hmm. the goal was always kind of and I, I would probably play it more like I don't really enjoy playing commander like with people I don't know yeah I really I, I like playing commander with people that I know really really well like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to sit down and play with sort of you know people that I've 
I've not met many times or whatever. I, I want to just sit down and like fuck about with my pals and that. Yeah. So I I I play it probably more than my husband does, but I don't I don't play it like I don't take it down to F and M and play it or whatever. But it's like my one commander deck, and the plan was always that it's gonna be like super bling, and it's just gonna it's gonna just gonna be like the it's gonna be the only commander deck I ever have basically, or the only mm-hmm. the only really good commander deck I ever have. So we've kind of proxied up like the what are they called the ex not the expeditions is it the expeditions, the fancy ass lands that came in the uh yeah expeditions yeah expeditions yeah so I've got like the expedition versions of the lands and like the really fancy versions of the lands and whatever the, whatever the nicest version is basically of a lot of the cards. Mm-hmm. So um, for a lot of the cards I probably do own them. Just not in that form. Just not not in the nicest form. Like I'm pretty yeah. sure I've got proxied fetch lands and stuff and we own at least one of all the fetch lands so i do own a lot of them so like needs be i could probably swap them out but i, I definitely like the some of the jewels i've, I've proxied because i don't have and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i do have a commander deck uh, a it's just finding the time to play it because you know i have a i have a crotch goblin yeah. And B, I, I'm like normally by the time it gets to the evening, I'm so tired that I just kind of fall over. That we absolutely should play play Commander. Although yes. to be honest, last time I played Commander against you, your decks like so obnoxious, and you just hit me with my own dragons, and it sucked. I, I built a new one. Okay. I built. It... I built a new one, and the the stipulation was that I was only allowed to use cards that I found in this box. Because I found a box of cards. Oh, okay. So I built a deck where I was only allowed to use cards from this box and basic lands. Who's your commander? Mina and Den Wildborn. Oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah. I slipped on the stipulation slightly and I allowed myself a Sol Ring and a Command Tower that weren't I mean, in that's, the box. That's reasonable. That's reasonable. You kind of need a Sol Ring and a Command Tower. Everybody's yeah. got one. But everything else in the deck was from that box. Sure. That is um that is impressive. Have you played with it yet? Yeah, yeah, played a few times. It's good fun. Nice. Sam from the uh, Hour of Devastation podcast will tell you all about how I destroyed them with killer bees. <laughs> using from this deck. Nice. Oh, I think I heard that mentioned actually. Killer bees is great. What does killer bees do for people that don't know? Killer Bees is a card originally from, I want to say, Legends. And it is a 0-1 flyer for one, a green, and a green. And it has green plus one plus one till end of turn. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's it. But it's a flyer. And in a mana ramp deck, which me now and then is, it just smashes face if your opponent doesn't have a blocker i love that the line on killer bees says just says summon bees summon bees yeah <laughs> they're an insect now but the, the card is summon bees summon bees and the deck also plays on yarrow bees which okay. is a, a time spiral card so it's green 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 for a zero one flying insect that has green plus one plus one till end of turn. <laughs> but it also has three and a green sacrifice it. Deal two damage to target creature or player. Nice. Because it's it's riffing on a card from... I 
I can't remember what it's from. I'm going to have to look it up. But there was a card called Unyaro Beasting, which is a three and a green sorcery from Mirage that deals two damage to target creature or player. So it's a four mana shock at sorcery speed, but it's green. I guess it's also, I mean, it kind of works flavor-wise because if a bee stings you, it just dies. Yeah. So you sacrifice it to so you sacrifice sting it. something and it yeah. dies. That's kind of cool. If you know or have a good standard brew that I can muck about with on Arena, please send it to us on Twitter at Scourge Divas. And I will build it and I will play it because I really, really need to get back into it. Yeah. So give us your, your standard deck brews. Doesn't matter how whether they're good or not. I just want something to play that isn't because I would imagine half of well I was gonna say I would imagine half of my cars are probably not legal now but given that fucking food is still legal I'm actually not as convinced <laughs> of that as I normally would be. So yeah, send me send me your standard decks. Casey, I think it's fair to say that we've all been in a bit of a shitey mood recently. We have absolutely, but is there anything that's happened that's kind of jogged you out of this endless monotony of shite and made you angry. So angry in fact that you might want to have a Tibbles Rager. There there has, and it's not just the lack of a Tibbles Rager reprint in Kaldheim. That, per- yeah. Perfect place for it. Come on, guys. Yeah, exactly. Raging. Anyway. So, as as is tradition over recent years, Wizards of the Coast had their big Kaltheim reveal show mm-hmm. at the start of spoiler season where they had Jimmy Wong talking to various designers and artists and people involved with creating the set to to reveal what the set's about and what the mechanics are going to be and like sweet previews and stuff and they did something they've not done before which was at the, the end of the show they had a post credit scene Oh. Works for Marvel. Why not? Why, why not? Why not? Work work for them as well. At the end of the the post credit scene, they they dropped a, a last preview card. Yeah. And what that preview card was was the Phyrexian language version of Vorinclex's monstrous raider from Caltype. Sure. Which is sweet as fuck, right? We've not seen the Phyrexians in years. We've not seen them since New Phyrexia, which was, God, a decade ago or something now. But they are, they are like, beloved. They People are, love yeah. People love the Phyrexians. People love the Phyrexians. They're one of Magic's longest-running villains. They're one of the earliest villains in in Magic. In fact, they might even be the longest-running villain in the in the history of the game. And they've not been about for so long, but people love them. And the the card just flashed up on screen with this cool Phyrexianized legendary border, all the text in Phyrexian. That's cool as fuck, by the, the way. The art was recognisable as Vorinclex, and it was a green legendary creature. So, even if you didn't recognise it as Vorinclex, you can probably yeah. go, oh, that's Vorinclex. Like, even if you don't speak Phyrexian. Yeah. Or understand Phyrexian. And that was a fucking amazing, like, mic drop moment yep. to end the preview show on. Which presumably people were just taking to social media 
Like, do you remember the video? This was like years ago when they re- they announced that they were going to reprint Fetchlands in mm-hmm. in the the, the 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 whatever the second Zendikar set was, and it was like a video. They announced it some yeah. Well, we well Wheaton was doing it um at the the Zendikar battle for Zendikar preview event. It was Mark Rosewater and Will Wheaton. I think it was at Pax. Pax, that's it. I knew it was some con or something, and and there was like videos of people like literally. It was like. It was like some their team had won like a major sporting event or something. Yeah, people, people were screaming and hugging each other and jumping up and down. Yeah, it was, just, it was so fun to watch. So I yeah. presume that I presume that when um, Voron Clex was revealed, a similar not not in a crowd obviously, but in in the comfort of people's own homes, a similar reaction happened across the magic community globally. You would assume that. Yeah. But no. No. No, that oh, no. didn't tell happen. Us what, tell us why not. Because the card had been leaked online about a week earlier. Of course it had. Because fucking... someone opened one in a pack of fucking Commander Legends or something and decided, I know what I'm going to do with this, like, massive story spoiler leak from the next set. I'm going to post a blurry photograph of it on Reddit. For clout. For clout. And... This this is this is a two part rager. Um, <laughs> They're my favourite. The first part being Wizards of the Coast, please get your printers to be more careful with this shit. Yeah. Like, it it just involves not doing two print run packaging runs at the same time. Like, it can't be that difficult. Mm-hmm. Stop getting cards from future sets into your booster packs because this has been happening a lot over the last few years there's been cards from the next set just accidentally ending up in supplemental sets and it just leads to blurry cam photos on reddit and twitter i don't put most of the blame on wizards of the coast mistakes happen human error happens fucking someone putting the wrong sheet in the wrong hopper it happens and the cards are always going to get out there in small numbers it's it's not necessarily going to happen with every set you can be as careful as you like but it's it's going to happen eventually yeah like it's but, just it's just inevitable that like you know shit happens yeah exactly but, like the re- when it happens with regularity yeah, when it happens with regularity, tighten things up. Come on. Yeah. But who this is mainly focused at is the people who open the cards. I, I I, get it. You've opened a card from a new set that's, that no one else has seen. That's really fucking cool. Please keep them to yourself. Or if you have to tell someone, tell Wizards of the Coast. Like... Write to their fucking info email address and be like, hey, I opened this card in a booster pack. It's not supposed to be from this set. I I don't want it to be replaced or anything, but I just wanted to let you know that this this is out there and I'm not going to leak it. Because can you... I had this argument with people on Twitter and it was an argument that I couldn't believe. Can you imagine how much people would have lost their minds yeah. if if that Vorinclex had been the first time you'd seen that card? Yeah. And and people were coming back to me with like, oh, but when I saw it on Reddit, like I had the same reaction that I would have done. No, but it's just one. You can't of, know that. 
because it didn't happen. Two, the fucking hype that you would have gotten from the speculation, because the card that was leaked was the English language version. The card that was shown in the post-credits tease was the Phyrexian language version. Yeah. Now, they showed the English language version of the card on the uh, weekly MTG post-show that was right after the the preview show. Yeah. So the, the English text was out there fairly quickly. But I, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that had the card not been leaked, they would not have shown that version. No. They would have only shown the Phyrexian language version until the card was ready to be properly spoiled by whoever was supposed to have that as the preview card. And the speculation we would have had from, holy shit, it's a Phyrexian, what does it do, why is it there... What is even happening? Yeah. I was robbed of that. So many people were robbed of that experience because someone decided, I'm going to post a photo of this with my blurry camera on Reddit. But the thing is as well, is that, you know, you can say, oh, but I was really excited when I saw it on Reddit or whatever, but there's something I think to be said for the experience of, like, like I said about the uh, the the, the Fetchlands reprint, like mm-hmm. you can't you can't be in a crowd, but you're kind of there's something to be said for the sort of the the experience of it being dropped on everybody at the same time. Yeah, I think. Of, yeah, not drip fed if... to various people at random through yeah. Reddit and somebody going, "Oh, have you seen this in in your group chat?" Yeah, not like randomly seeing it retweeted on Twitter or whatever. Like, yeah. I, Maybe maybe that's just me, but I think that when something like that happens, when something you know like that gets dropped, there's 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 a definite difference between seeing it in a situation like that and seeing it randomly dumped on Reddit. You get yeah, the kind of a, hype a, of what a massive what, difference. You get the kind of hype of everybody losing their minds at the same time. Yeah, when and, the 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 curated hype is always going to be different to the. The Reddit post. It all. It just. It just is. Yeah. It just is. It always is. Do you? You watch Doctor Who, right? Yes. And I'm gonna use. An, I'm gonna use an example that I. I said. I don't remember. At the time, if if it was leaked or it was announced, but do you remember in series four of Doctor Who when when Billy Piper came back mm-hmm. for the, the last episode? I don't remember if they they leaked it. There were definitely pictures of her like on set. They must have announced that she was coming back. But can you imagine? You know, having the first episode, um, with the little fat monsters. Yeah, I, I've actually rewatched that episode last week. I'm rewatching all of New Doctor Who at the moment. That's an amazing. And I've, idea. I've just I've just finished season four. So, so yeah, you know, I watched that last week. You know the bit at the end where Donna Noble like goes and gives her car keys or something to this random woman and then runs yeah. to the doctor. She she and puts then, the car keys in the bin yes, and says to the random thing. woman, "When this woman turns up, tell her it's that bin there." Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then the woman turns around and it's Rose Tyler. Yeah. Can you? I I said this at the time. Like, I wasn't. Nobody was really expecting it in the first episode, but we knew she was coming back. Mm-hmm. But can you imagine? collectively as a nation if they hadn't announced that yeah and she like turned round and and everybody was like holy shit like yeah it would have just been like mind-blowing it's it's all about like kind of the, the experience of multiple people having having that sort of 
realization at the same time. There's just something about it. I don't know what it is. There's yeah. probably some psychological explanation for it. There almost certainly is. And if you if you know what the name for the phenomenon is, please tell us on Twitter. Yeah, because it's really cool and <laughs> I really enjoy it. This and like, yeah, it's it's. Honestly, I had that experience with the most recent season of Doctor Who where they had teased in advance that Captain Jack was returning in an episode. Yeah. Uh, or I think he I, I don't think the BBC had specifically said Captain Jack was coming back, but that there was going to be a big bombshell in this week's episode. Yeah. And people had seen John Barrowman on set, so everyone was like, "Oh, that's the big bombshell. It's Captain Jack coming back." And that was the big bombshell in that episode, but then at the end it wasn't. The big bombshell was the controversial reveal of the Fugitive Doctor, who was a incarnation pre-First Doctor, and we're not going to go into Doctor Who lore arguments. But <laughs> but that moment, because that hadn't been leaked, everyone yeah. was like, <gasps> what the fuck? See, I was literally just about to say that if someone, you know, if someone says there's going to be a real special surprise, and then people hype themselves up mm-hmm. and then when the special surprise happens it's always shit because they've hyped people have hyped themselves up yeah but actually i didn't realize that um because i knew that jack captain jack had been back for a bit but i didn't realize there'd been another bombshell at the end that's very clever because yeah that yeah kind of they had them people... both in the same episode yeah because that kind of leads people to believe that you know that's that's the bombshell and then when they are, nobody's expecting the other one yeah that is clever but it's like I said, it's just all about it's all about the sort of the collective experience. Mm-hmm. And please, if there is if there is some psychological term for that, please let us know because I think it's really interesting, and it's it's something that I definitely think is lost when when leaks happen, especially leaks like that, like big big leaks. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that is sort of taken away. Just the, just the experience of it. We have so li- we have so little to enjoy at the moment. Had it been any other card, literally any other card in the set, it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. Literally any. Like, yeah. double-faced Tibble, sure, it, that would have been annoying, but they, they had that in the preview show yes. as one of the, the main focuses. Like Snowlands, everybody was kind of expecting it anyway, because yeah. the Viking set, like... Yeah, that, any that other a, card. That any other card. It's supreme bad luck, but it is compounded by people just you know, throwing shit on Twitter and kind of just ruining the experience for everybody else. Yeah. See, I don't do that. And the thing is, like, if you, like Casey says, if you go, if you get in touch with Wizards of the Coast and say, you know, this has happened, there's every chance that Wizards of the Coast will send you something nice for, for, for telling them and, and not leaking it. Yeah. Like, Wizards of the Coast have, you know, they've sent, they've sent shit out to people for less. Oh, totally. There's, Absolutely. There's every chance that you'll get something in the post as a thank you for, for not leaking it, basically. We're not saying that'll definitely happen. Like, no, don't hold it, us to it. No, no, don't. don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I would, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I would, I would completely expect that to happen. But it's not guaranteed. Don't take legal action against us if it doesn't. But 100%, like, just, it, there's a multitude of reasons why you shouldn't do it. And the only one I can think of that why you should do it, like there's an argument for like MTG finance, but whatever, it's clout basically. That's yeah. what it is. It's just clout. So just don't fucking do it. Uh... 
one of the big things that's kept people together in this lockdown, Casey, is gaming. Mm-hmm. I have a game. Shall I tell you about it? Tell me about it. Is it Among Us? It's not Among Us, although we have played that for a while. We totally should. Yeah, we should. Is it? Is it Fall Guys? No, but I've played that. It's even even longer since I played that. Let's do that as well. Yeah, then I don't have a clue what it could be. It's Shite or Delight. Oh, yes, my favourite. Easiest game to play with your friends because all you need is a phone that you can call them on. Don't even need like video or anything. You just need a phone. Yeah, so you I can a... even do it on Discord chat. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally the easiest game in the world to play. I'm going to read out a list of things for Casey. She is going to rate each of them shite or delight, quick fire, with no context whatsoever. Although sometimes we do end up giving context, but theoretically no context whatsoever. Yeah. I've got a list for you, Casey. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay, let's go. Cal time. Delight. Meme decks. Delight. ASMR podcasts. Shite. <laughs> okay, uh, ball pits. Delight. So good. Goldspan dragon. Chonkering delight. Leaked cards. Shite. No Tibbles Rage or reprint in Cal time. Absolute shite. So shite. Reddit. Shite. Snowlands. Shite. Snow in real life. Shite. Hugging your friends for the first time after lockdown. Delight. Supporting your LGS through these difficult times. Delight. How much fun the first GP post lockdown is going to be. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? I might just be drunk for the whole thing. Uh, so might I, and I'll be judging it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I won't be. I'll just be pissed. Yeah. I'll just be turning up like, in the uh, fucking side of it area. Uh, Doctor Who Series 4. Delight. Excellent. Can we just talk about the first GP post-lockdown, though? Yeah. I don't know when it's going to be or what it's going to be, but can you imagine? But it's going to be brutal. I don't think... It's been the last, the first GP I went to was 2014, right? Mm-hmm. And I haven't missed, I haven't had a year where I haven't been to at least one GP since, and most of them it's been two. Yeah. Like, and, and I know there's 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 people that, that go to multiple a year and like across Europe or whatever. Can you imagine after a year, it's been about a year, at least a year and a half for most people since mm-hmm. they last went to a GP. It's probably going to be at least two before the next one is. Can you imagine? Oh, yeah. Imagine how much. It's gonna be crazy. How much do you want to hear <laughs> to uh, someone tell you to go to the red gathering point? Oh, I, 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 I am looking forward to Turbo Turbo. <laughs> yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna like fall over someone's chair that they haven't put back. Yeah. I just want to eat overpriced shite chips. Not be able to get to the judge call because people have got their chairs pushed too far back so you can't squeeze down between the rows. Yeah, getting squashed when you try and go look at your pairings because everybody's gathered on the board. Yeah. Having to shift a mountain of like fucking draft chaff before you sit down anywhere. Yeah. Emptying everyone's rubbish out of the table tents with the table numbers on them. Yeah. Good times. Good times. <laughs> oh, I really want to go to a GP. I really want to go to a GP. I really want to go to Geeks and Gamers. Yeah. I really want to go to Event Geeks and Gamers. I just want to like, I just want to go to an event.
So we talked about people getting in touch to, you know, talk to us about standard decks and psychological phenomena. And if, if people want to go directly to you with this information, Casey, where can they find you on the internet? They can get me on Twitter at PurpleSnap or on the Scourge Divas Twitter at Scourge Divas. Sometimes on Instagram at PurpleSnap and also sometimes on Twitch, hopefully more soon once my brain gets back in gear. That's twitch.tv slash Scourge Divas. You know what we should stream? What should we stream? Star Trek Online. We should. We should do that. We should do that. If you want to find me online, I am on Twitter at HeyWorstArtist. I'm also on the Scourge Divas Twitter. You can email us your deck lists, if that's a format you prefer, at scourge.divas at gmail.com. Yeah, you can, you, can, you can find us in all those places. Please feel free to talk to us about anything. We are starved of human contact. I don't imagine a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to drop in our mentions or send us an email or something. You just tell us, tell us, tell us about your favourite new standard deck or a fun match you had or something you're doing in lockdown to to sort of stave off the existential dread. Your favourite card in Caldheim. Yeah. Your favourite card not in Caldheim. Your favourite card with a bee on it. A picture of your pet. Yeah. A picture of your garden. I don't know. Anything. Literally anything. Reach out to us. We're very lonely. (laughs) We will see you next time and hopefully both of us will know a little bit more about what's going on in magic. Fingers crossed. (laughs) It won't be hard to be honest, especially for me. Very true. (laughs) Bye. Bye.